guys, welcome to Dance Matters Podcast, the place where we talk all things dance and the performing arts industry. A place where we share knowledge and real stories from people in the industry in the hope of inspiring and educating. We are your hosts, Kaylee and Charlie. Before we introduce today's guest, we have an exciting announcement to make. We recently sat down for a chat with the amazing Chris Duncan. Chris has a wealth of knowledge and experience in the dance industry spanning over 35 years. We are looking forward to bringing you her interview in a couple of weeks. In the meantime, we are partnering with Chris to give away copies of her new book. Dance Boss is a book designed to empower dance business owners of all types with the tools, knowledge and experience that she has gained over her career spanning 35 years and help fast track their success and navigate the inevitable highs and lows. If you're in the dance industry, you need a copy of this book. Make sure you head to our Instagram page to enter for your chance to win a copy. Today's guest has been dancing since she was just two years old. Alicia Percy grew up training in all styles of dance, but was definitely drawn to the world of hip-hop. She has a wealth of experience in the entertainment industry, having appeared on productions for the Disney Channel, Saturday Disney, Channel V, ABC3 and much more. Alicia has spent her time training both in Australia and LA. She has experienced worldwide training, including being the advanced international elite protege on the Pulse On Tour in 2016 to 2017. She recently appeared in the world-famous monster show, Rebirth. As well as working extensively in Australia, Alicia has performed and trained regularly throughout America, Spain, Italy, Mexico and New Zealand. She enjoys teaching and choreographing, with one of her highlights being teaching at the Australian Dance Festival, as well as workshops all around Australia. However, her career highlight so far would have to be not only dancing, but also choreographing for the one and only 50 Cent when he travelled to Australia in 2019. We are very excited to chat to this young and bubbly performer. Please welcome Alicia. Hi Alicia, thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, thank you for having me. Alicia, you started dancing at the age of two. What was it that first drew you to dance? Well, when I was younger, my mum said that I was a bit of a crazy one. I mean, I, I think I did like front flips into my cot when I was like nine months and like was surfing down the slide and like school with my socks on. So mum just thought she needed to put me in something. So she put me in like dancing. So I started off with ballet. And then when I was three, I kind of, the first time I went on stage, I told mum, after when I was three then like this is what I want to do for the rest of my life so since then I've been doing that and it's been great yeah (laughs) you knew what you wanted from three that was a good start yeah (laughs) take us through what was your training like growing up you started with ballet what did you then move into yeah so I did ballet when I was two and then when I was three I added jazz and then around like seven years old I started like everything else so like tap hip-hop musical theater contemporary singing all the stuff did you compete in solos and troops from like an early age I'd say around like seven that's when I started doing troops through to age 13 and then I kind of went off and did my own thing. Did you complete any full-time training? No so I get this question a lot actually but I kind of like it because when I was 13 I kind of went off and did my own thing. I went to LA quite a bit every year to train and that was kind of my full-time training as well as when I did like Pulse on Tour and all the conventions in LA that was like my full-time training so yeah it was a kind of a different training but it work for me and what I wanted to do. You started heading over there when you were 13? Uh, when I was 11 actually was my first time. And was that through mum just deciding to take you over there to have the experience? Well it's kind of 
funny because when I was 11, I did a competition for a dance and um, it was for my hip hop and the, the second place that I got and you get an invitation to go to LA to do like a tour. It was called Source Dance, run by um, Terry Knapp actually, Urban Empire, which now my mom's a part of, which is pretty cool. So um, that's the first invitation I kind of got to go to LA and train. So since... I was 11, I went over there, and then we kept going back each year just to try, just because I really enjoyed it, and like that's kind of the training that worked for me, and then I just kept consistent with it, I guess. So you'd go over every year, how long would you spend over there, and would you just go to open classes, or was there a certain school you went to? Yes, Source Dance was kind of like a training thing, so like they'd hire choreographers to like teach us people in the camp should I say and then we also did open classes too so we get taught by like Tony Zah, Andre Fuentes, all like the big names like Jojo Gomez like all those so it was pretty cool to have that experience at such a young age but yeah after that 2013 I still kept doing the training camps with Source Dance because we grew a friendship with them so now I've, I call her my mom she's she's like my American mom she I love her so much but yeah so we just help her out with the tours and then I got to like dance there. That's pretty amazing that you were going over every year from that younger age. Yeah. What an opportunity. I went over there for like I think a month as well. So it's mm-hmm. like we got to experience like going to Six Flags or like the music parts, having fun with that, but also training, getting the whole experience, which was fun. You said you knew from the first time you went on stage. Was there ever a time you thought you wouldn't be able to make a career out of dance or you've been adamant since you were three? I mean, I've always had my ups and downs and I've had my doubts, but um, like there's always always people that will tell you like oh you're never gonna make it because you only stuck with hip-hop or you're like I've got I've gotten told that by people before like you're never gonna make it because you don't do everything or like I did but I, I loved hip-hop so much I just wanted to do that but I was like you know what it was always like I want to tell everyone that you can make it as a hip-hop dancer and like you can just like do whatever you want and you can make anything work if you put your mind to it so it's kind of just stuck in there like I want to prove everyone that you can so that was kind of like my mentality like you said you started out with all kinds of dancing when did you decide to specialize in hip-hop I mean hip-hop was definitely my favorite growing up (laughs) but I think I really started to fall in love with it when I was like 11 because I went to like when I was younger I went to a few different dance schools I went to like six different dance schools in one year I think (laughs) because I had like urban dance and I did all my hip-hop there but I also did hip-hop at other schools but yeah I think when I was like 11 and going over to LA and do all the classes that's when I really wanted to like specialize what was your first breakthrough job as a professional dancer oh that's a great question (laughs) when I was younger when I was 11 I did the Disney Channel got to be bigger and I think for me that was like a big breakthrough because that got I got to show everyone that I was like doing hip-hop and like that for like a kid was like a big breakthrough for me and then I did like ABC3 teaching like the hosts how to dance and like all that which was pretty cool but I think the biggest breakthrough would have been the pulse on tour that's when I kind of started to really get my name out because um Possum Tour I kind of got to travel around the whole of America assist all the like well-known choreographers and um got to like be known as like the Aussie there so that was kind of a good breakthrough. When you were younger how did you get the first opportunity to be on the Disney Channel? Well it's kind of funny so when I was younger I was actually a break dancer as well so yeah that was I always used to go to battles like there was I've missed the scene so much because it was just that raw energy and all that so like my name was like Leash Lake 
<laughs> that was like my name for it. Yeah, so I did battles when I was younger. And then someone saw me out of battles. They just said, oh, would you like to like do a little segment on Disney Channel? Guy to be bigger. So I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> and then kind of just run from there. In 2014, you were invited to join the world famous dance company, I'm a Beast. How did that opportunity come about? Yeah, so this actually ties in with Source Dance. So Source Dance, there's a thing called Carnival in LA. It's kind of like industry in Australia, but um, it happens every month. And we were doing a piece um, for it and Will Adams was choreographing. We were like obviously training with them and we got to have some of the company already do it with us. And then after we performed with them, because Carnival's like an 18 plus event, but I was like 14 at the time. So I was just performing and then I went. (laughs) But then after he asked if I wanted to join, I was like, yeah. So that's how that all came about. (laughs) You were announced as the advanced international elite protege on the Pulse on tour in 2016-2017. Tell us about that experience. Yeah, well, see, I went to Pulse on tour first when I was like 13 and I kind of just got my head around it like, oh, so you get protege and then you get elite. Like, cool. I want to do that. Like, that'd be cool to be an Australian and do that. So I was like, sweet. I went there, got protege. Once you get protege, you go to the gala. So that's in New York City or Las Vegas. There's different ones and you auditioned um, for the elite. So you audition in front of all the faculty and then like they write down who they want to do um and then there's like an international one as well because there's one international elite protege that you can get with all levels so um yeah we auditioned and then at the gala we got announced and it's pretty cool (laughs) one of your career highlights must have been not only dancing for but choreographing for 50 cent when he came to australia how did that opportunity come about yeah wow that's honestly i reckon the highlight of my career but um it was really interesting how i got that because i literally got a message (laughs) so i got a message on facebook my friend kind of put me forward for the job and then the the person who was handling the uh, performance side asked me didn't tell me the artist yet but then said if I could like send some videos to show him my like choreography and all that and said it's a really big name all that and so I was like ah okay this is this is interesting I'm like I was so like blindsided from everything so uh yeah I was just waiting for him and then three days before flying out he told me that it was 50 cent and that he gave me the three songs I needed to choreograph for him and I had three days to all do it plus find people and fly out so yeah I was kind of stressed I mean I was only I think I was only 19 at the time so yeah I was like okay sweet so that day I was like okay let's choreograph let's choreograph and then I like mess called my closest friends that I knew I could trust with it and then lucky enough my friend T from Sunshine Coast she's like um the owner of Seoul she's like the best so I was like hey is there any chance you could fly down to Sydney to do this and then she goes oh fun fact I'm actually flying in to Sydney so it all worked out so then I had I choreographed I think like one and a half pieces and then I choreographed the rest on the spot with them and I had like a 12 hour day with them to teach the three sets plus I had teaching that day too so we were I was teaching them in the day then I was teaching students for three hours and then we were learning the rest at night and then we had to film us doing these dances to send to the person to then send a 50 cent to approve and we were so tired we're like okay let's get this done and we we didn't even know what was going on we were so like I said blindsided so like okay let's just trust and then we got the tickets because the first show was in Brisbane so we flew to Brisbane and then we're like there for half an hour like oh my god like I don't know what's happening and then like we got brought to the hotel and like the event place straight away and we didn't even know what we're wearing either we literally went there and they're like okay cool you're getting fitted now I was like okay sweet and then we go to the dressing room and like oh so this is what 
very cool. Yeah, it was very like a, you just had to go with the flow situation. But I mean, I'm thankful that they messaged me and that they liked my choreography. So yeah. <laughs> Did you feel any pressure being given that opportunity? Most definitely, because <laughs> that's like 50 Cent. He's like a massive name, especially in the hip hop industry. Like I grew up listening to his stuff. Like it was, I was like, wow, to be able to do this at 19 years old as an Australian to like choreograph with someone that big and dance for him like that was a huge um kind of like feeling so I was like I wanted it to be perfect so it was a lot of pressure but like even at the first show that we did in Brisbane like it didn't feel real I wasn't nervous I didn't feel nothing like I saw all the people out there and I didn't have any nerves I was like what the hell that did not just happen and then the Sydney show I actually saw people that I knew in the audience so that's when I felt nervous and I was like oh my god and then like Chris Lilly would be like standing on side stage watching us and I'd be like oh okay cool like it was just crazy like the whole experience but I kind of just had to like not think about the pressure and all that I had to kind of just be like you know what no this is what I'm doing this is my work and I'm gonna get it done have you always been interested in choreography or was there a certain time you started developing your own choreography well I've always liked choreography like I always choreographed when I was at school the first set I made was when I was 11 it was to the song like dance 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 do I remember it um like I did my like self-choreography solos and like showcase and all that so I really liked choreographing but I didn't really like choreograph choreograph non-stop until like probably I'm gonna say like age 16 17 so that's when I really I kind of fell in love with it because it's like my way of expressing and like talking and communicating my story so that's how I kind of use choreography to like show my story or like show my emotion so like if it's like a full-out hip-hop piece I'm like trying to like tell them the story that the songwriters telling or I'm just trying to just show them what the song means or if there's a song that means something to me I'm trying to tell everyone what I'm going through or something like that so that's kind of why I fell in love with choreography but yeah definitely when I was like 16 I started a lot more. Was it difficult taking that first step like obviously a lot of young dancers do their student choreography section at a a Stedford and things and when you're choreographing for yourself you know you think you're doing an awesome thing but then choreographing for someone else is there a hard step transitioning to that where you think oh I don't know if this is good enough yeah well you always have that doubt in your mind you always get scared but I mean always try to get a second opinion if you always are like that so like I always like was stressed with choreographing for troops or 50 cents I'm like because I'm like I don't know what it's gonna look like for the audience and all that so I just get a second opinion make sure it looks all right and another thing too is to not try and make it too complicated because especially with like tour dancing and all that I, I love choreographing like, to every beat and all that but then I was like you know what I gotta chill it out because that's tour dancing so it's kind of cool I got to like learn the aspects of um the difference and all that but I was like okay I wanted to make sure that it was all right so always a second opinion if I always feel like that like when I choreograph now I overthink so much because I always just get a lot of steps in my head which is great but I don't know which ones to pick so I always just ask for a second opinion or I just freestyle to the music and learn my freestyle <laughs> so um I don't overthink but yeah how long would you work on a combo before you released it out there for other people to learn that's actually a funny question because it could either be 20 minutes or 40 or an hour I mean it really depends my privacy one that everyone loves I actually made that up in the car in my head and then just like put it together at home after teaching just because I was like yeah it feels great some like I start and then I don't like it so then I have to leave the song I have to let it marinate in my head and like feel it more and then I'll try again and it'll be like 20 minutes or like my yikes dance took 20 minutes for me I'm thankful that it's really easy for me to cry 
paragraph and I don't because I don't overthink now and I just like you know what that's gonna look good like don't overthink it it's not gonna flow well and for me my choreography I want it to flow so it feels good while dancing because I mean we all start dancing because it's fun and it feels good so that's like my main thing but yeah I reckon like average I'll say half an hour half an hour <laughs> I'm lucky because I know it's harder for others you've traveled a lot with your dancing where are some of the places dancers taken you ah yeah well quite a bit eh so um I mean I've been to Guam so Guam's like my second home I love Guam so I trained there for a little bit because I was um this is for Urban Empire was a crew there and we went to Europe to do uh, the world championships there for a comp so yeah we went all over Europe I think I'm not too sure of the cities but Guam uh all over the United States like Florida New York um San Diego Los Angeles um Chicago Dallas a lot of other places there New Zealand I mean I'm half Kiwi but I've danced there all around Australia I'm trying to think where else oh Philippines I did a um comp there yeah I think that's about it oh Mexico yeah there we go there's another one yeah so quite a bit <laughs> what place was your favorite to dance in oh that's hard because it's all for different reasons I feel like comp wise Mexico Cancun it was for Dancers Paradise so I went over with Soul and it was really fun because it's basically like a vacation and then we're dancing so I love dancing there but training wise I mean definitely Los Angeles because that's like definitely like my second home so like more than half of my friends live there like they're all like family to me so it feels like coming home whenever I go there so Los Angeles definitely is my favorite place to dance. (laughs) You were recently in the world famous Monsters show Rebirth in LA how did that opportunity come about? Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. So, uh, Monsters is kind of like Pulse, but it's with a twist. So, Monsters, you get nominated for the show. So, every year they have a show. And then, out of every city that they go to, they go to like 15 different cities. And they choose like four people to get nominated. And so, like, there's an audition every city that they go to to get nominated. And it's like Nick DeMora or any like one of the choreographers would like choreograph a piece for it. And then you'd learn it. And then they'd pick some numbers. And then you get nominated and they pull you up on stage and then you have to do the dance on stage so then you got to remember the dance from the day before or something and then perform it on stage while they film you and then straight away you have to do it again and they flip lines just to see your stamina and then from then on you get an email and you have to send them an audition tape on like who you are video of you dancing and then from then on I think they combine all the nominees together and then pick like all the faculty come together and pick who they want in the show so it'd be like Luther King, Jaquelle Knight who's like Beyonce's choreographer and all like freaking crazy names like I feel so blessed that I got the opportunity to do that because literally people try for years and it was only my second time that I got it but yeah so I got a call actually from Andy Funk who's the owner because I wasn't originally supposed to be in the show but my friend Joya dropped out because she had an Ariana Grande gig I think so he asked if I could do it and I was like yeah I was freaking bawling my eyes out so happy because like that was like just crazy so then like two weeks later flew to LA we had two weeks to get the show done plus like the extra filming literally the most crazy experience I've probably experienced in my life because it was just a lot like we'd have 8 a.m. start and then like would finish at 4 a.m. and then like would do it all again tomorrow like it was crazy training and it was such a good experience because 
I was with so many amazing people in it as well. And the choreographers that we got to work with were like unreal. So You teach at a lot of workshops and studios. What do you enjoy about teaching? Ah, I love this question. I really enjoy teaching a lot just because I know for a few reasons. So like one, I know people have like choose dance as an escape. So it's like their escape from like their struggles or something. So I really like to make it fun, make it really just goofy and just enjoy it. But I also love seeing my students that I teach every week grow like if they like can't even dance at the start and then they have the groove and like actually have it properly by the end of the year that makes me so inspired and just makes me so happy that I get the opportunity to do that as my work it makes me so happy that I get to make people happy every week and have them look forward to next week and get excited when they have like their favorite groove and just really enjoy it that's my favorite thing is when I see my students enjoy it and have the biggest smile on their face. That's like my favorite thing. What recording artist would you most like to dance for? Oh, this is very hard. I've actually thought about this a lot. I mean, I reckon it would be the good old cliche Chris Brown, but I mean, if Aaliyah was still alive, I would. that would be my number one because she's just, I love her songs, but unfortunately she passed a while ago. But yeah, obviously Chris Brown, Rihanna, just any R&B artist I reckon as well. Even like a, a not so popular one too, just because to like work for them and then see them get popular would be really cool as well to see their whole experience getting to that. But yeah, definitely like an R&B artist. What have been your career highlights? Well, yeah, definitely 50 Cent. That I feel like I can't top that. <laughs> but hopefully I can. But yeah, 50 Cent, definitely doing that at like such a young age in Australia too. Like that's definitely my highlight. Monsters, basically all the things we've talked about. But also just like teaching as well from such a young age. I think that's a highlight because not that many people get an opportunity like that. So that's another highlight. You have assisted a lot of choreographers. Who are your favourite ones to work with? Mm, yes. Oh, that's that's a difficult one. I mean, literally all of them. I, it's hard hard to pick a favorite because I learned so much from everyone. They all give me something to take from their classes differently, but I feel like Trisha Miranda, definitely at Pulse on Tour. Matt Stefanani, Josh Kalaki. It's so hard because they're all so different, but I feel like I've enjoyed all the ones from like Pulse on Tour. Those were really fun to um, assist just because I was with other people and like we got to like be there like firsthand experience. So yeah. You were in the show found by Stephen Tenos. How did you get chosen to be a part of that? Yeah, so he put on an audition. So I was like, oh, sweet. There's an Australian show. Like, that would be awesome to be a part of because I've always done my stuff in LA. So um, I was like, okay, sweet. I'm going to audition. So I found out all the details, went there, did the audition, and then, like, they cut throughout the day. And then we got left with, like, I think seven people. And then we all did a solo each. So I did, like, obviously have a piece just because that's who I am and I like for an audition unless it's like a musical theater audition or like something completely different from hip-hop I wouldn't do a hip-hop but if it wasn't I'd always do hip-hop just because that is who I am and I don't want to fake who I am so yeah I did a hip-hop solo we all got to see that we were the finalists and then we got an email saying congratulations we were part of the show so that was really cool just to go through that audition experience because I mean to be honest I haven't been to a lot of auditions especially in Australia so that was cool to like be in that experience what do you like more dancing or choreographing mm. oh that's really hard ah, hmm, okay uh, I feel like dancing just because without dancing like dancing for me has such a special place in my 
heart because it helps it's helped me throughout a lot of things so without dancing like it'd be very miserable so like dancing for me is my door out of there I just feel really good I feel like if I had to choose if I could never dance again and just choreograph or dance but never choreograph I would definitely choose dance who inspires you this is a hard one because I have so many people that inspire me but all my friends really all my friends that I see that are killing it they inspire me to like push myself but I feel like right now off the top of my head I mean I I always say different inspirations every like interview or something I have but my friend Sienna Lalu at the moment she's my age she is literally killing it she was from Hawaii she's now living in LA she choreographed for BTS she's done the most craziest things you could ever do at like 21 years old you know so she's definitely my inspiration right now as a friend like seeing her like grow up and still be so humble and like still messaging her friends and not like getting into her head that for me like is so inspiring so yeah definitely her at the moment you're still really young had so many career highlights for such a young age what have been the biggest challenges that you faced probably people talking behind my back saying i can't do it there's just be so many stupid things that people would say about me like when i'd go to la like sometimes i get an american accent just because i'd be over there for so long like three months or something and kind of just switch on and off and people would pretend to say that i put it on or something when i I really don't or like people say honestly like just like you'll never make it or like oh you're just trying to like suck up to people when like they know that I'm not because they're all my friends or like just stuff like that just like people just like trying to pull me down but we out here <laughs> nah um I really don't let it get to my head and that's why I have such a small friend group these days just because I know a lot of people try to get in your head or like try to like suck up so yeah yeah it's unfortunate we have a bit of a culture of that of pulling other people down rather than lifting them up how do you block that out and not let it get you and not let it affect you this is one thing that i really want younger kids to know but you honestly just don't listen to it and you kind of just want to like for me if i ever have someone like tell me something negative i'll just block them out or like i'll keep them at a good distance because you never want to have good it's always good roads good weather so you never want to cut someone out of your life because maybe they might come around again but you want to keep them at arm's length so like if they say something behind your back or are jealous you just want to like keep them arm's length as a friend but you definitely don't want to like tell them like a project that you're gonna do or like things that you have in your head ready to go just keep them arm's length and just don't get it to your head because then you want to think about like oh why are they doing that they might be jealous they might um want to be where you are so you kind of want to think about is that like that as well for me like if I ever get feedback like that I know that I'm doing something right because they wouldn't be saying negative things if I'm doing really bad, you know? Like everyone, for instance, like celebrities and all that, they get so much negative feedback, but it's because they're doing so well. So I think about it like that as well. If you could tell your 10-year-old self any piece of advice, what would it be? To uh, stop overthinking and to just let it all happen naturally and not force anything. Or like, don't be so gutted if an opportunity goes past you because that's probably that's not supposed to be for you something better is happening for you that's actually now that i said that's a funny story so 50 cent right i was actually supposed to be on a tour with jordan jones my friend uh, as a backup dancer and we're touring around the whole america but i couldn't get my visa in time so i was like damn i missed that opportunity but then literally the week later i got 50 cent so it's like that like you need to stop stressing if you don't get an opportunity because there's probably a bigger one waiting so yeah just tell her don't stress don't listen to the 
negative stuff and just do you and don't ever change who you are because I know sometimes this industry can change you but just stick to who you are. What are your goals and dreams for the future? Mm, That's a good one. (laughs) Uh, Well uh, definitely I want to just keep doing what I'm doing but um, I mean I just set up a website www.alishapassi.com so I've got new merch on there now setting up tutorials on there trying to just like give back to this industry right now especially in lockdown especially where we're going through but I definitely want to do a world tour that's something that's on my bucket list so yeah that's definitely like the top dream for mine right now would your plan be to move over to LA and work there yeah well fun fact I haven't said it yet but I actually just got my visa Mm. um, my O1 to go over there so it's already started (laughs) but yeah so I've got my O1 visa I've got an agency over there I just have to move so that's definitely something I will be doing hopefully where can people follow your story or get in contact with you so Instagram's definitely the key like that's where I put all my content and respond the most which is just at Alicia Percy or my website www.aliciapercy.com that's where I sell tutorials and merch and all that Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Alicia, for chatting with us. Oh, good. Thank you for having me. That was fun. Thank you so much for joining us today, Alicia. Remember, you can find all of our previous episodes on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. Please feel free to get in touch with any feedback or questions you have via DM on Instagram at Dance Matters Podcast. Don't forget to head to our page and enter our book giveaway. Keep dancing. And remember, listen, love and learn. Catch you next time. Bye. Bye.